everybody, and welcome to Radio Podcast, episode 15. This will be a fast-paced episode as we're both exhausted and wish to take to our beds. Separate. Separate beds. But of course, and all things in the proper manner, my dear, especially after that incident at the bed and breakfast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Top stories. Flint, Michigan update. So we feel that there's still a pretty wide gaping hole in the national coverage over what's going on in Flint. The local Detroit Free Press and the Michigan news site MLive.com uh, are pretty much our primary source for what's going on. I mean, they're close to it, so they should be. But it's still a story that should be newsworthy nationally and um, with our little impetus internationally if we polish our own buttons and sit up straight. <laughs> so, uh, over the past couple of weeks, there have been developments. There seems to always be developments. <laughs> this story is, it just keeps on, the, this web keeps tangling. Here, here's the latest in the last two weeks since our last podcast. So, updates have finally been made to the water system. Uh, we've reported in the past that the water source for Flint was switched back to Lake Huron. Um, these problems all occurred when the water source was switched to the Flint River. So the water source is back to Lake Huron. Um, additives. <laughs> Did you say Lake Huron or Lake Urine? <laughs> Did not say urine. <laughs> Huron. <laughs> So the additives have been put into the water treatment system and residents of Flint are now being advised that they need to flush their pipes. If you know what I mean. There you go. That's what I was waiting for. There was a... <laughs> I can pause there for you, Rob. Okay. I'm going to pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> At this point. So, so um, residents of Flint are supposed to flush their pipes for at least 10 minutes per day for 14 days, um, so that way the pipes are sat appropriately saturated with a new anti-corrosive additive that has been placed uh, into this water supply to prevent any further lead leaching from the aging infrastructure pipes in back into the water. And this is supposed to be, this additive is supposed to help prevent any additional leaching until they can replace all of the lead service lines to the homes. I have a question, though. Mm -hmm. uh, is there any effect from drinking this anti-corrosive additive? No, this it's a very typical additive. It's something that most major cities add to their water supply. It it won't hurt you. It's made to it's made to make sure that the lead that's in the pipes doesn't get stays in the pipes, doesn't leach into the water. Um, it's it's I don't have the exact compound in front of me, but it's a very typical anti-corrosive. Well, I'm going to trust our infrastructure experts on that. Yeah, and they're neither of us. <laughs> um, <laughs> but to help uh, offset, you know, this increased water usage. The, the city is asking these residents to run the water, like I said, for at least 10 minutes per day 
uh, for 14 days straight, the residents are going to get a credit for their May water bills um, as kind of an incentive and, like I said, to kind of just offset this additional usage cost. Um, I think some preliminary numbers have been run for the this offset, and it, it's not going to cover the entire thing, but it will cover um, a significant amount of the usage. Does anybody know exactly how much this is really cost at this point? Because it must have at this point. No. Being a touch cynical, I'm going to suggest that it's possibly a little more than the original cost savings. Uh, yeah, probably. So here's here's what we do now. Um, according to the Detroit Free Press, in an article that they released May 15th, um, the state budget office for Michigan has accounted uh, for $3.6 million that this has cost so far. However, and this is a giant however. Go for it. There is a massive accounting difference, I guess you can say between the different state agencies in the state of Michigan. So uh, Kurt Weiss of the state budget office said that uh, the, de- the Department of Environmental Quality tracked that they spent $134,000 on labor-related expenses towards this crisis. But a spokeswoman with the Department of Environmental Quality said that it was that number was closer to 2.1 million. Wait a minute. What was the first number again? 134,000. There's about 2 million difference in those numbers. Just a touch, just a touch. And then Weiss followed up, you know, when being presented with, you know, the fact that there's a 2 million dollar differential there, uh saying we're still working with them to get the coding fixed. We're not completely accurate yet. <laughs> uh, we so need just, to make well, sure, I, all, again, this is another quote, we need to make sure all of our beans are being counted correctly. If you'll forgive me, uh, we could say that this is turning into a wiser shade of fail. Clearly, I don't forgive you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, it was worth it for the look on your face. Um, And when we start to post onto YouTube, inevitably over time. uh... (laughs) So on top of all of these costs that have no basis in reality, um, you still have people living in Flint having to pay their bill, their water bill, because they are still using the, that tap water to bathe um, for the houses that have had their lines replaced um, for, I guess they are drinking tap water now, some of them. But according to a study released February 16th uh, by the Washington, D.C.-based Food and Water Watch, Flint residents are being charged more for water than any other customers in the nation's 
500 largest community water systems. Well, they're getting so much more in it. Right. Right. So um, everybody is paying more more in Flint for their water than anywhere else in the country. And they're getting such a high quality of product. Um, there was an audit done, uh, you know, since everybody's looking at this water system, there's been an audit done to try and figure out what's costing so much money. And it turns out that um, it's been shown that the system is leaking as much as 40% of its water, which means that 40% of the water is not. So you're only getting 60% of what you're paying for. Yes. It's like paying for a full tank of gas and only getting six out of the 10 gallons that went in. The rest is all on the the floor of the, the gas station. But paying for 10 gallons. Yeah. Yes. So that's what's happening. That residents are be, are paying for more than they're actually getting, clearly. But now with all of these system updates that they need to do, um, there's a likelihood that the cost to them could more than double in the next five years. So an average monthly water bill in Flint right now is about $53. And because of everything that's going on, the average water bill by 2020 could, excuse me, will likely increase to $110 per month because you have to cover all of these system. I guess at this point it's maintenance. <laughs> so my guess then is, is there any incentive for people who live there that can afford to move to stay there? I think the key phrase there is that can afford to move. Yes. Um, I feel like in a lot of these situations, I mean, this has been going on for, well, it's been publicly going on for four and a half months, mm -hmm. um, you know, based on the emails it has been going on for three years now, but, um, such emails as they know about, well, yeah, yeah. The paper trail or lack thereof is, uh, the last the last headline, the last update that we have for you guys uh, with Flint here. Um, so if you will remember back, that was my flashback I, sound. I do not know how you managed to get the shimmery effect on Skype. That was I'm, quite special. I'm amazing. That's how it happened. <laughs> I'm sure all of you felt it as you were listening. Um, uh, Governor Snyder had to testify um, in front of a congressional oversight committee and uh, representative Elijah E. Cummings uh, basically said, we don't think you're telling us everything. And this week, Governor Snyder uh, responded to those claims and the, the magic date is April of 2013. That's when uh, the switchover was supposed to have happened. And they were, that's when they were making just a lot of decisions. And magically, any email pertaining to changing the water supply 
or certain adding changing the additive solution that would go to treat water once it was coming from the Flint River instead of Lake Huron. All of those emails, they're, they're just gone. And Governor Snyder has no idea what happened to them. In a written response uh, to this, where is that the... Um, he responded to additional questions from the committee and said, and um, <laughs> I have not, to my knowledge, deleted any relevant item after the litigation hold issued, and in fact, steps have been taken, including backups, etc., to ensure that relevant documents are preserved. As to the date prior to that, I have no memory of deleting an email that would be relevant, and I think it would be unlikely that I did so. Hey, Rob. Hello. Don't do why that. Is, why is Governor Snyder a southern fancy man? <laughs> well, if you look at his picture, he just looks such like a fine southern gentleman. And I'm sure the residents of Flint would encourage him to move somewhere out of state. Listeners, if any of you can do any type of impression. If, if you have an authentic please Michigan Please let me know. Authentic Michigan accents are encouraged. And I'm going to keep doing them badly until somebody ponies up and volunteers. Oh, God, someone, please. I believe she has the vapors. No. Well. I'm going to pretend none of that happened either. So. Yeah, but uh, I have the final edit. Ugh, crap. Moving on. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's move on. Flint, we love you. I'm sure we'll talk about you next time. Re, oh no. With this year being an Olympics year and us being relatively not sports minded, we're going to call on the big guns. Joining us tonight is Shannon McGuffin with the Sports Brew Podcast. Hi, Shannon. Hey, guys. How's it going? Pretty good. Good. Thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. And as customary on the Sports Brew, for everybody listening, uh, grab a beverage near you and take a shot. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> we like where this is going. Or, or a drink. Yeah. Either. Whichever works best. Fitting quite nicely. <laughs> Just don't drink the water from Rio. Yeah, there are all kinds of good things going on uh, in Brazil with the preparations for this year's Olympics going not quite according to plan. Maybe Flint can throw up an offer for four years' time. <laughs> they would be right on par. Um, yeah. I mean, th the same people must be running those cities. I, I don't know, man. That's... It's contaminated by sewage, for God's sakes. I, come on. Yeah, let's. We've got to the point of the people who are prepping it. You, you've had seven years, seven years to fix this. And you've hosted a World Cup in the last two years. So it's not like you don't have experience with dealing uh, with large crowds and major world sporting events. They do have a big mission accomplished sign up. Oh, 
uh, or the Bushes oh, did George Bush, did George <laughs> yeah. Bush run that one? Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't been used much recently. <laughs> uh, so yeah, one of the um, big th- big headlines that have uh, been plaguing the Olympics is uh, basically just the status of Rio's infrastructure upgrades. They've had some sewer lines that needed to be upgraded just for the increased capacity of uh, people that will be in the city, as well as the subway system, which is the only transportation system that they have in place or plan to have in place to move the Olympians and all of the visitors through the city. And it is, both of those capital projects are so far behind schedule that there is a genuine concern that they may not be able to move people around for this this event. It's going to end up with major traffic implications, gridlock in the city. I, I thought you were going to warn us that maybe they were going to blend the two projects together because they both run underground. <laughs> uh, rivers, the surface waters... <laughs> when the IOC chooses these places, do they not make sure that, I mean, can no, we they... have a planner in place, like somebody that makes sure stuff's getting done, like the wedding Nazi, you know, somebody that runs a freaking show, like, hey, we need to get this, this, and this done by this time. I, I think what they, like... do, they, they put the side, they put the envelope on the scales and see if it weighs enough, and that's oh. usually a good indication as to who's going to get it I'm not so, saying it, so but... fifa is running the ioc at this point <laughs> all right set bladder uh just uh, pleaded the fifth so yeah <laughs> well uh yeah so the water quality in rio um it, for the river where the sailors the rowers the canoeists and the open water swimmers will be competing <laughs> um has been reported to be contaminated with raw, I'm sorry, with more raw sewage than previously known. Um, it is, it's been stated by the Associated Press that a person exposed to this water could develop a host of debilitating flu-like symptoms, including, but not limited to, vomiting, diarrhea, and fever. Sounds like an infomercial for a new pill. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on. Yeah, right. The other if you have an (laughs) if you get an erection, there's something wrong with you. (laughs) (laughs) If you Uh, if it lasts longer than four hours, brag to your friends. (laughs) (laughs) Instagram. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh wow. I you know I get I get how they won this bid. You a South American city has never hosted the Olympics. I get that they want to you know make sure that everybody's included so they get that continent on the map, but do your homework. I mean, it, Rio has spectacular carnivals, but it's not quite the same. I mean, it'd probably be great for the opening parade, uh, mm-hmm. but after that, I am not so sure. Well, no. in, in addition to all of this, the water issues, um, you know, 
then you move on, speaking of stagnant water, to the mosquito-borne illness that's running rampant down there. Um, the one that's in the headlines a lot now is Zika, but um, significant uh, possibility of there being cases of dengue fever, which... Um, and uh, chicken Is that related to jungle fever? <laughs> That's what happens in the Olympic Village. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> so dengue fever and chikungunya, which are both, um, again, mosquito-borne illnesses, um, fever, headache, joint pain, muscle aches, um, all of which tend to come on suddenly. So, you know, these are the kinds of things that these athletes, in addition to the perils of competing will also have to the potential to battle. <laughs> hey, this is I mean, one of those rare events. I, I, I think we're all in agreement that none of us particularly like these sporting events where the kids go and everybody gets a medal. But if yeah. you are willing to go to Rio to take part in this, then yes, you deserve a participation medal. <laughs> No kidding. Or at least I mean, a free physical never... before they come home. <laughs> uh, no, you need a mental evaluation before you go and the physical for when you come back. Probably yeah. with the quarantine period. <laughs> and in between, you can have an adult beverage. That's all you get. That's right. <laughs> oh, God. Last of gin and tonic. You're going to need it if you go there. <laughs> I mean, the athletes are going to need it before they get in that damn water. Yeah. How do you... I just can't wrap my head around seven years you've had the chance to clean this up and you've just sat on your ass and done nothing. Yeah. I I just, I cannot wrap my mind around that. And if I'm the athletes, why the hell would I get in that shit? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah I want to compete, but I don't want to die from it. I don't want to get some freaking flu-like de- debilitating whatever from the raw sewage yeah and you know speaking of open water issues there's a the golf course where the you know the golfing events will take place no no, really well (laughs) sorry just putting two and two together there look it's a golf course that's where the sledding events happen um She's really good at this. In either event, it is a golf course and it needs to be protected because <gasps> snappy, snappy alligators lurking around the course have been spotted. So, uh, yeah, they're actually hiring people to scare the alligators away. Now, they just needed to make one call <laughs> to one man, Gilmore. <laughs> Because he avenged Chubbs, beat the crap out of that gator, and he's the man they need to call. <laughs> Absolutely freaking happy Gilmore. Yeah. And did you see these, like, rodents that are down there? These, I, I, I'm going to try to pronounce it. I'm probably going to be wrong. It's capybras or whatever these. It's the world, world's largest rodent. Oh, wow. R-O-U-S's? Rodents of unusual size? <laughs> <laughs> I think Splinter's from there, from oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I, I, think that's I was hoping he... they were going to find the Chupacabra. Yeah. 
But uh, my gosh, I mean, I mean, we've all seen like the golf tournament in Florida or South Carolina where a Gator occasionally comes on the course. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not Rob because he he doesn't give a shit about that. But <laughs> you know, you've seen the occasional Gator on a course, but I mean, this is like. It's called the Alligator Lagoon, where this <laughs> golf course is. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh my the Alligator Lagoon. Clearly, near... let's let's put the Olympic golf course on the Alligator Lagoon. I mean, apparently the golfers didn't realize that they're going to have to run as well. They're going to be in track. <laughs> so, so you keep a really heavy club in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> this one was supposed to be for baseball, but... What the hell? I'm putting this one in the bag. Oh yeah, gosh. right. I, I don't know if I, if you've ever read any Carl Hyacin, but it feels like it was written by him. Yeah, it's oh like one more. Gosh. And and I guess the the latest construction mishap they had down there was this past week, where the elevated bike lane that they've been building collapsed. A big so it's basically this bike lane that's tacked to the outside of uh like it's an elevated bike lane. Mm-hmm. So it's tacked to the side of a rock overlooking the vista of the of the sea. Well, then a massive wave came, knocked up a bunch of sections, killed two people. Two other people were washed out but were rescued. And there so the bike lanes currently closed right now, but this is part of a, a two mile stretch of race track, basically, um, where these guys are gonna be, you know, racing. Uh, it's going to be like Mario Kart because now there's a jump action. <laughs> yeah, but there's no cloud to come like fish you up out of the water and push you yeah, back right. on the track. <laughs> good job, good effort there, Rio builders. Yeah. It's... Uh, yeah, I was reading that too. And 150 foot stretch. Uh, as you said, two people passed away. Uh, shoddy construction's always been a concise fixture of many construction products. <laughs> Let me tell you what's made of graft. Golf clubs. So they can, use, expect- they can use decking sections to beat off the alligators? <laughs> Apparently so. I mean, it's, that's what we're going to do. It's- you just need the bike lane to go over the top of the golf course, and at some point it'll collapse and kill the gator. Okay. There you go. It, Truly is Mario Kart at that point. Because yeah, really. <laughs> Bowser is going to get knocked out somehow. <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh I mean, this God. is a freaking just a disaster. It's a cluster, you know what. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, I like the way that he is coy enough to back out of that one. I know. I, after everything else that we've said, now it's a cluster, you know what. I like it. Shannon, you're a gentleman. It's sir. a cluster, you know what. Some bitch. How about that? <laughs> this is, I don't know. I mean, the entertainment value may be worth it just to watch. I mean, the Olympics are always worth a watch, but the, oh my goodness, this is just going to be just a disaster um, of epic proportions. I, I, I really feel for some of those athletes who, genuinely really do work their asses off to get to that that point but this is such a shit show and say that five times fast (laughs) that i'm just like i said earlier i'm just at a loss of how unorganized and how shoddy everything has gone to this point you've had seven mother 
fucking years to get your shit together. And yes, there you <laughs> thank you to get your shit together and come on, come on, man, come on, IOC, come on, Rio. Well, I, it's I, the freaking I had, Olympics. Yeah. I just had an idea though that could tie this in. All right. Is that um, I will admit um, I, there's probably an element of cultural bias being British, but I really enjoyed the opening ceremonies at the London Olympics. I thought it was really well done. And China, the the one in Beijing, that sort of went for it. A lot of it was CGI, but you know what the hell. Um, so so what's Rio going to do to up the ante? And I think we can tie in our last story here that the opening ceremony for the Olympics should be the impeachment of Dilma Rousseff. Yeah, so for those of you who have not been uh, up to date on your Brazilian politics, and shame on you. Because um, there's more to a Brazilian than just a wax. This is when I shake my head silently. Oh. That's phenomenal. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Delma Rousseff, the president of Brazil, is being impeached over her quote unquote creative accounting practices. And um, they have placed in power an interim president, Mikel Timer, um, who is of the country's conservative party. And the defense minister under this interim government is now telling anybody who will listen that these Olympic Games are a huge security risk because the previous regime, the Rousseff regime, didn't allocate the appropriate money to uh, correctly secure the games and and um, coordinate through the appropriate agencies using the, the, you know, other countries' secret services and, and coordinate all of that. Um, uh, the minister, uh, Raul Jungman, uh, said that there's been a lack of federal attention up to now, um, citing budget cuts that affect communications and transportation for more than 100 high-level guests and their entourages. Um, this is coming from the New York Post. Um, and he, he also criticized foreign intelligence agencies for limited, for limiting their cooperation, um, which is considered vital for preventing terror attacks. So, you think the terrorists want to go to that place at this point? Yeah, seriously. It's I, just going to fall apart on its own. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hate to say it like that. But. Well, and it and it's turned into this this animal now. On top of all of all of the preparations that have run afoul and cost so much more money than they were supposed to, um, you know, Brazil's economy is not strong right now. There's significantly flagging ticket sales, and those ticket sales um, of the locals were counted towards the budgetary numbers for the Olympics for funding the, all of the construction projects. So the economy sucks. Ticket sales are down, which means revenue for the construction projects for the Olympics is lower than expected. And it's just this 
I'm clusterfuck, for lack of a better term, of, of financial mismanagement um, for getting everything squared away for these games. And now you throw this impeachment in there and you've got the one, oh yeah, they, they're doing a terrible job. Look at this terrible job they did. You don't want to get her back in power, do you? And and they have the best stage in the world to do it in with the Olympics. That's like the biggest spotlight there is. Like, look at this shit. <laughs> the wheels on the bus go round and round. <laughs> you get thrown under it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, yay. Yay, Summer Games. Here we Re- come. Oh no, yep. that's uh, that's about right. That about sums it up at this point. Yeah, I think I'm. I might take. Well, I might watch the the Olympics on the grounds that it's going to be a train wreck. The uh, what struck me while we were talking was there's the next World Cup, uh, the one that's supposed to be hosted in Qatar, which oh, we should no. talk about on a separate episode. Yeah, that is in some ways going to be even worse, but. We'll save well, that for conversation for another time. Significantly more people have already died in the construction of that their facilities. I think um, Rio is up to 11 deaths in the construction of their facilities, which is a significantly higher number than uh, other places. But Qatar's World Cup deaths are, uh, I think, I think they're double digits. It's it's bad. It's significant. Not that yeah, 11 is not a double digit. Pretend I didn't say that. Keep going. Uh, i wasn't going to say anything diana but i can has math all right so here's what we're going to do we're going to pretend that that didn't happen and shannon as our guest we are going to let you say the magic words that move us from one segment to the next moving on Audio cryptic word search. Est ultimum ordinis. If you're going to get all Game of Thrones on this, I'm going to smack you. Oh, such hostility, O oh Mother of Dragons. Oh. No, 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 no. All right, we're going to pretend that didn't happen. There's a lot of pretending things didn't happen this week. Um, and we're going to move forward and have mercy on everybody out there who has not been keeping up and after we read this last row here episode 15 we will be releasing a sub episode that will be about an hour of me and rob softly reading letters and words to you all so that's something that you're not going to want to miss uh, we could lie and tell you that we're going to record them all fresh but it's going to be me cribbing through the old episodes and Pulling that all together in one spot. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, ready? <laughs> Row 15? Ready. I'm excited. This is it. This is the last one. Here we go. Zed. Zircon. You mean Zark one. I'm so tired. <laughs> 
<laughs> Mostly of me. You. Umbrella. X. XML. Z. Zipper. Q. Quick. L. Licks. Q. Quietly. Z. Zaltz Woman. C. Cookie. V. Vulgar. F. Faint. E. Erogenous. I. Indigo. Z. Zaltz Person. H. Hurry up and get this over with. <laughs> and the, <laughs> the search word this week is Zaltzman. Zaltzman. <laughs> the mighty, mighty Zaltor. <laughs> uh, answers for the grid will be in the full episode 16 in two weeks' time. Uh, I don't think we're really doing this as a competition, but... Uh, if you email us that you got it right and send proof, uh, then we'll maybe give you a shout out on the website or Facebook. Uh, why the heck did we start this thing in the first place? I don't know. And I, I just remember how excited I was when you said, I came up with a word search and you sent it over and I did it right away. And I, now I have to go back and try and find a piece of paper in my house from September. So thanks. <laughs> thanks for that. It's like, it's probably, I think I know where it is. It might be in the middle of all Sammy's school papers. I don't know. <laughs> the teacher's wondering, where's this word search keep coming up from? Fuck you. Why is this? What? <laughs> I'm a great mother, guys. <laughs> great. Mother of dragons. Mm. <laughs> Moving on. Move. Let's move. And we'd like to give a special thank you to our guest this episode, Shannon McGuffin with Sports Brew. You can listen to all of his sports musings on his podcast that you can find at sportsbrew.podbean.com. Or you can check them out on Facebook at facebook.com slash sportsbrew. Give them a follow over on Twitter at VA Sportsbrew. Hey guys, you like our podcast? You should totally subscribe to us. I think it's totes the young people say these days. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> so not only can you subscribe, we also have our website www.radio-podcast.net. There is the Twitter account at underscore radio podcast. There's our Facebook page. Which is fun and exciting and interesting. It is. If you uh, search for radio podcasts, it's radio with the ampersand is the A, then uh, you'll come to our Facebook page. Um, we will post all kinds of stuff, uh, fun articles that we find, um, show postings, um, all those, all of those things will be on our Facebook page and on our website and 
Do you like us? You should tell some friends. Send them our way. <laughs> Particularly the people you want to get rid of. Hey. <laughs> if you have somebody that you would like to impress, you should let them know that you listen to us. We're amazing. <laughs> We're astounding. Greatest podcast in the world. Radio podcast. Radio podcast. No. Well, I think that's it for episode 15. <laughs> a very, very punchy episode for all of you. Uh, Mr. Secord, for the love of God, please play us out.